What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, taking you from struggle to flow. The go-getter is a state of being. Are you a go-getter? Do you go get it? It's a state of being. It's a mindset required to accomplish any of the steps of flow that we are talking about. Any of the steps to flow. To even have the fortitude to pursue flow. To pursue anything. Being a go-getter is the substance and the sustenance that's a requirement for pursuit. Without it, you wouldn't have any foundational force to move through any of the steps. A go-getter goes on a hero's journey. He leaves where he is to go out into the darkness to achieve something, to bring something back of value for himself, for others, and to transform himself in the process. A go-getter is a man who faces and heroically bears all odds. A go-getter is a goal-getter. He is a gold-getter. His actions are non-negotiables to him. He goes and gets it. He has the courage to go and get it. Someone who doesn't take no for an answer. He does not care what's in his way. A go-getter doesn't let any barriers stand taller than what he is after. He can see his goal no matter the size of any mountain standing in his periphery, in his way. A go-getter is enterprising. He doesn't wait for a signal to go. He makes most of what he has. He is resourceful with his resources. There are no complaints of lack in this person. He finds solutions to problems. He finds new problems to solve. He's not just satisfied with solving problems. He's not just satisfied with solving one thing. He's continually looking for new problems to solve. He looks for problems as an invitation to adventure. He's enterprising. He is willing and working to bend the world to his will. He tries to remake the world in his own image. The Bible says God made the world. God made man in his image. A go-getter, an entrepreneur, somebody who is self-motivated, despite all odds, remakes the world in his image. A go-getter is unreasonable. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. All progress depends on the unreasonable man. All progress depends on those who go and get it. Those who are not afraid to go against the grain, to define their own path, to be the black sheep, to stand out, to be an outlier, to be outcasted. Someone who keeps going regardless of his accomplishments. Someone who sets the bar higher each time and is not satisfied. Someone who blends work and play and aims to contribute to the end of his days. A go-getter. And courage is the prerequisite to a life of flow. Courage runs in the veins of a go-getter. A go-getter is willing to face failures and all attempts and trying that may or may not that leads to failures or wins.
He is not disheartened by setbacks. A setback to him is a setup for a comeback. It takes courage to bear the possibility of failure. It is a prerequisite. A go-getter does not preserve himself from facing failure. Most of us wither on the vine because we don't want to feel bad if our actions don't lead to what we were going after. And we're afraid to feel bad, to look stupid, to realize we're not as smart as we thought. So we resort to the, if I don't try, I can't fail. But he tries. He fails fast. He fails often, understanding that this ebb is part of the flow. He doesn't care if he looks stupid to others who are not in the arena, not looking to try themselves. Those people are minimized in his value system. There's, there's three types of people in this world. Those that make things happen, those that watch things happen, and those that don't know what happened. Those people that matter to him are those in the arena making things happen. Shoulder to shoulder. Those people who are fighting the same battles as you in the arena don't look down upon you. They are beaten and scarred by the same struggles. A go-getter does not preserve himself from the failures and looking stupid to others. And also, he accepts that we are not as smart as we think we are. And that humility is needed in the recipe of great achievement. Combined in the soup of your goal orientation and courage, the quicker you add a touch of humility, you can begin looking for opportunities, resources, and other ingredients needed to realize and achieve your desired taste. A go-getter accepts that he is not as smart as he thinks he is, and it does not matter because he has the courage to go anyway. Courage is required. He isn't afraid of the dirty, dark pits of his shadow that he must climb through to find light on the other end. He accepts he must part with parts of himself, the arm in him that must die to be born again. To achieve virtue in the absolute sense, a man must be willing to take the foulest crimes upon his soul. Only when you can feel contempt for your own priceless little ego, only then can you achieve the true broad peace of selflessness. You have to be empty in order to be filled. That requires courage to go deep and dark. And there is a need. I would love to tell you that you can get by and get to flow without being a go-getter, but there is a need to be a go-getter if you want any shift from struggle. Even if you don't completely make it to flow, if you want to make any shift out of struggle, if you want any movement towards flow, you need to be a go-getter. There will be a need to overcome obstacles, to go past any perceived or material barriers. Leaders, go-getters, overcome crisis with creativity. They use every crisis as an opportunity. There is a need because obstacles are inevitable. A firm resolve is demanded. Facing negativity and doubt is inevitable. Facing obstacles is inevitable. When you go after something, when you earnestly set your aim on a desired end, when you try to do something new, 
the first battle you will encounter is negativity. The negativity in your mind, first and foremost. Your own thoughts and your limiting beliefs and hurt past experiences will need overcoming. You will encounter your own disbelief as the primary source of negativity on your way, in your way. But there will also be a huge source of negativity from your environment that you are trying to push past. People, family, friends, all of those who won't believe in you. They will share their doubtful remarks because they can't do it themselves. They think when put in that position, you will respond and act the same way that they think about themselves and not show up and not go get it. So they will be doubtful and there will be pressure from norms, from institutions, from presumptions of everything in your environment. And the bigger the goal, the bigger the uphill battle and the bigger the resolve needed to go get it. There will be a need to be a go-getter. You must be willing to bear the burden of hero upon your soul. That means you first must be willing to leave where you are, willing to have a worthy pursuit, and the determination to see it through despite the dragons you encounter on your way to rescue and claim the redeeming prize. Without this accepted narrative into your own existence, without accepting it for yourself, despite knowing, admiring, and glorifying this archetypal storyline, without accepting it for yourself, without accepting the subscription and the subsequent labor that's required to play out your own hero's journey, you are ill-fated to a meaningless existence. One that leaves you less durable in the face of inevitable suffering. Turbulence is coming. You can either frame it as an adventure or terror. So what are some ways to be a go-getter? Since we accept that we must go on this journey and that we must be go-getters if we want to shift from struggle, the first thing you have to do is to embrace negativity. Expect negativity. Don't let it throw you off. Learn to flip it. I wake up with negativity every day. I'm negative until halfway through my workout every day. It all depends on the individual and his attitudes, whether negative feelings are used as assets or liabilities. Negativity is a test. Again, it's an opportunity to use that crisis as an opportunity. All you need to be a go-getter as a foundation, as a good head on your shoulders and a burning desire to succeed. The rest is coachable, learnable, earnable, and doable. This burning desire is the lifeblood of a go-getter. It's what sets him apart from the rest. Everyone has a fire within, but some are dim, but some are ablaze, burning fiercely. There's nothing that could sustain the heat a go-getter brings that wouldn't melt anything in his path. By sheer physics, by force of energy, all you need is a burning desire from the inside. A go-getter doesn't wait for a sign from the universe. He self-assigns the signs. If I was waiting on you to tell me, that I would never know. 
A true artist makes each stroke deliberately. Nothing is an accident or a sign from the universe. A go-getter trusts his own stroke of the pencil, of the brush. He leans into discomfort. He does not wait for the universe to come and nudge him. I was 19 when I moved out of my parents' house. I had a very easy upbringing as far as doing chores and having expectations around the house. I knew even at 19 years old, if I left my dirty plate after eating right next to me, that it would get picked up within 10 minutes. That was something that I craved out of. I wanted discomfort. I leaned into discomfort. I needed to learn that if I came home, that I had to do a job to maintain my environment, that I had to hang up my clothes, that I had to do my laundry. I chose to move out so I can build all these things for myself. It was time to grow up. I could have, I could have had an easy life my entire life. I grew up in a country where my father was a very successful businessman and I used to take a lot of pride in the recognition that he got everywhere we went. I almost felt like it was deserved pride for me, like I had earned it. Every time we came into this block where I lived, where I grew up, the security guard would get up and salute my father. My father was in charge of this entire neighborhood. Every time I went into his office, he had 5,000 employees. You can imagine the level of attention and respect that I got, that I took a lot of undue pride in. And my father taught me this lesson. He said, they will always salute you. You will always have their respect because you are my son. But I want you to live your life in a way where they salute me because I'm your father. Make a name for yourself. That lesson dictated the way I've lived my entire life. I could have easily rode my father's coattails. I could have lived an easy life, rode my father's coattails, worked six-hour days at his office, and coasted through life. But every step along the way, thanks to the lessons that were imparted to me, I chose the grind. I leaned into discomfort. I chose what was uncomfortable for me the entire time in life. I was a shy kid who barely maintained eye contact with even his cousins who went into sales. I went from having the smallest world, maybe driven on a highway twice before taking a job that made me travel all the way around the tri-state area in my brand new car that I purchased that I wanted to preserve, that I parked on the side of every hood in New York, in Philly, in Jersey. Everything I have chosen was uncomfortable to me. My tendency for anger and frustration being number one thing that I had to manage. I had an inability to voice my anger other than in primal ways. My sisters had to tell me in my first job that they got me when I was 16 years old to not get upset if my manager asked me to clean something, if he asked me to clean the bathroom. They knew my anger. 
They told me to be cool if he ever asked me. He never did. Really nice guy. And I cleaned on my own. I took pride in the place. But I had a tendency to anger that I had an inability to voice. And at first, I felt snubbed and felt upset a lot, being unable to express my anger and my discontent. I wanted to lash out physically. It was the only way I knew how to express it. And I went from that to harnessing and learning language to satisfy that internal conflict. I learned to express myself and build an inner capability that enabled me to encapsulate all the intensity of my anger and all of my disapproval into some palatable, respectful delivery that not only scratched my itch of that anger that needed to felt expressed, but it also led to healthier, stronger, bonded relationships. I had to go through the internal pressure cooker to get it. I could have just chased the comfortable life, served the arrogance that I don't need to work for anyone and just be a spoiled kid. It was really an easy choice to make. What was hard for me was someone who spent 14 years in corporate America, learning how to communicate to lots of personalities and making my presence felt. That chosen grind transformed my abilities into a stack that my arrogance and comfort would not reach. And I continue to lean into discomfort. I continue to go after it. I left a fruitful corporate career with a schedule that would be envied by most. I continue to push along into things that I imagined for my life. There is an internal inferno that is the steam of my engine keeping me charging forward. I know there is no external sign coming to tell me all the stories that I will regret or cherish when I'm 70. That is an inside job. There is no external signal that will tell me the things that I will regret. There isn't a trail with my sights set on that won't be blazed in my short existence. I will go get it. You have to walk through the fire willingly. That's my thing. A go-getter detaches himself from the opinions of others in the waiting of your pursuit of truth. Your truth cannot be found through the assessment of others. Your pursuit, your growth is not awaiting the bearing witness or validation of others. Warren Buffett in his biography talks about his father saying that my father had an inner scorecard. So this comes down to whether you have an inner scorecard or an outer scorecard. He says, the way that I pose it, would you rather be the world's worst lover and have the world think that you're the best lover? Or would you rather be the world's best lover and have the world think that you're the worst lover? And he says, my father, who lived through an internal scorecard, what he thought of his pursuit of truth 
what he thought about his own assessment of himself is what mattered. And it would not matter to him if the world thought that he was the worst lover in the world if he knew that he was the best. If he was the best. That it would not matter to him if the world thought that he was the worst lover if he was the best. Because of his own internal scorecard. That's what allows you to continue to go get it and be committed despite what the external scorecard is telling you. And commitment, commitment despite all is what matters. Courage follows commitment. Creativity follows commitment. The commitment to go get it. Once you commit, the world moves. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is only one elementary truth, the ignorance to which kills countless ideas and splendid plans that the moment one definitely commits. The providence moves too. Commit above all. And you will touch it. You will get it. Because in this commitment, you accept control of your actions. Until you move yourself, you can't move anything else. You'll never be good at nothing until you are good at being you. Until you are committed to you. Until you are accountable for your actions daily. And you go after everything you set for yourself on that day. Until then, you will stay where you are. Love you, my family. You can get it, but you gotta go get it. Whatever that it is. If you wanna catch up to your dreams, you gotta be willing to chase them. See you in the next one.